Hello, you're listening to the author interview from The Colonel. In each issue, we talk to the writer of one of our features or reports and go behind the story. I'm Stephen Pritchard, Managing Editor of The Colonel, and joining me now is Paul Karras. Paul is the Chief Information Officer of the international law firm Eversheds, and he wrote a report for The Colonel, a playground for geeks, on the recent Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Paul, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Paul, firstly, what was your impression of CES the first time you've been to the show? So I'm a CES virgin, and I've got to say I was absolutely overwhelmed by the sheer scale of the show. There were over 3,100 exhibitors, I believe 1.9 million square foot of exhibition space, a staggering 153,000 visitors and over 20,000 new products. And it soon became apparent to me that I couldn't cover all of this in uh, one go. It would take two or three days and probably more than just one person to get a really good look at the uh, products on offer. In terms of that size and scale, is it the sheer volume of exhibitors or the size of some of the booths? What made the biggest impression on you just walking around for the first time? It was the sheer number of actual exhibitors and the fact that even though they were categorised into their various different subsections like audio and video, uh, computing, mobile, there was still plenty of originality within each one of those sections. Now you're just to explain a bit of the background, you're an IT director, chief information officer at Eversheds, which is an international law firm. You've done quite a lot of work in the last couple of years around deploying consumer technologies within your business. Um, that was part of the reason you decided to go along to the show, to have a look at what's coming up. Indeed. Uh, I think consumer technology, although it had been predicted by Gartner, did take me a little bit by surprise in 2010 and 11, especially when we started to roll out consumer technology like the iPad. So this year, I wanted to make sure I had a little bit more of an edge and that I got the opportunity to see some of the consumer technology that might impact my firm going forward. And that's one of the main reasons I decided to visit the show. And there's two ways that you can look at this as a, an IT director or an IT leader or a CIO, I suppose. One is the technologies that you can use, and you mentioned the iPad, and plenty of other firms are also using the iPad in a business context now. But also there's the technologies that you might have to deal with, which might be incoming and influence on your business, and some of those technologies are around security or those that might create a security risk. There's other consumer technologies that maybe don't have a direct business use but could impact on the business in another way. Some people are getting quite excited now, for example, around internet-connected televisions. I don't see businesses deploying lots of these, but I can see businesses thinking about how their content might appear on them, whether it's in terms of their websites or social media presence. So there's a lot of connectivity that sits behind these things that sometimes you have to dig around and find, and that's part of why people find these shows useful, isn't it? I think one of the themes from the show was relentless connectivity, everything being connected all of the time, everywhere you go. And that does present um, both a security risk and an opportunity for a firm like Kevisheds. And you picked up the TV topic. I believe that smart TVs are going to have a real big impact both on the consumer and business. I could see a time, probably fairly quickly, where I would replace all of my video conferencing sets with um, super thin, super bright OLED TVs that I saw at the show from the likes of LG and Samsung and then take advantage of the technology that's now coming packed into those TVs. Specifically, you don't have to pay additional money for the software, uh, for the applications that come with it. And now you can download applications directly to the TV like you can with a standard smartphone. 
And interestingly, Samsung had a new idea where they had a module that you could plug in and out of the TV at the back that was upgradable. So you could upgrade the set every year without having to replace the screen itself. And I can see a lot of attraction for a firm like ours that uses video conferencing and uses touchscreen media a lot for a TV or a, a smart TV like that. And they're only going to get smarter. And I think it won't be long before they are just as smart, just as fast and just as quick as an iPad. Absolutely. Looking at tablet devices, was that something that was quite present on the ground? I and mean, we saw some press reports, for example, about Intel releasing its mobile chips at the show. Did we see a lot of new innovation in the tablet and the smartphone space? Or do you think perhaps people are keeping their powder dry for the Mobile World Congress, which should be in Barcelona in February? I don't think there was a great deal new either in the uh, super thin laptops or the um, tablets. So, uh, Sony launched a two screen tablet that looked firmly pointed towards a PlayStation player, in, in my opinion. And I don't think anybody's come even close to being able to take any of the Apple market share. Although I think perhaps if anybody's going to do that, it'll be the uh, Android operating system, and that might have a chip at it. However, BlackBerry did launch 2.0 of their uh, Playbook device, which finally comes with a native email application, which I think will be a big relief to those that have invested in one of those devices or those that plan to in the future. From the point of view of some of the stuff that was perhaps more blue skies and more emerging, again, if you look on the web, there's been a lot of reports of video, connected TV, as you mentioned, and robotics. Was anything in those areas of the show that was perhaps a little bit more left field that you can see there being a business application for in the near future? So I soon worked out that if you wanted to really get to understand the next generation of technology, that actually you shouldn't talk to the manufacturers and you should try and get in and speak to the chipset guys because those are the guys that are designing the chips that are going onto the new devices that will be launched in 2013, for example. And I got to meet a brilliant company called CSR, who are a um, Cambridge chip company. And they've uh, invented a Bluetooth um, chip with very, very low energy and is the first device that claims to do genuine indoor navigation and I feel that that's going to be a new trend probably not 2012 but more like 2013 where you'll be able to go to the CES show in 2013 with an indoor um, enabled location device that will reliably show you where you are at the show and by god I really needed that device if that had been invented today it uses a combination of GPS before you enter the um, building and then when you step into the building it has an incredibly clever pedometer that guesses the number of steps you've taken within that building and then it picks up all sorts of different radio sources such as wi-fi any gprs signals and uses special formulas to work out exactly where you are in the building and i really see that as taking um, a big leap forward and i believe businesses all want to use that as well they're guiding you through various different offices and locations as well as consumers around concerts and exhibitions it, almost every year at CES, though, somebody has a booth with some form of robot on it. And we've seen companies such as Intel having robots that demonstrated, companies such as Honda even. That may be quite far-fetched, but it's also trickling down into automating of other devices. And I think it was LG, the automated fridge that could send notifications and update your shopping cart, seemed to get a lot of press reports again from CES. It seemed to be a popular story. Did you see anything like that in the sort of domestic appliance space? We think, well, actually, I could see people adopting that, not necessarily for business, but I could see that being popular. I looked at the, the fridge. 
and that didn't impress me to be honest it, the, the design of it was superb and then the technology has been around for some time and i think it's very much reliant on rfid tags being applied to every consumer product and we're still some way off from that before that fridge becomes reliable or uh, a reality i was a little bit disappointed with the robotics this year i was looking for perhaps some robotic video presence uh, telepresence rather and there was a, a robotic device that had cameras on it that could follow you around but I think that was some way off from being a, a production model there was a very strange device there was a an electronic fluffy seal from a Chinese firm that had a very serious um, application and it's designed to go into old folks homes and to be used by people that have got potentially um, Alzheimer's and it's and you pet the object and it responds to uh, petting and it moves, makes noises and is believed to help um, stimulate the brain and um, and regenerate a little bit with it, with people with Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, it looked very peculiar, but with a very, very serious health application. And there's a lot of work being done by companies, including in the chip space and the OEMs, the device manufacturers around e-health. And they see that as a very large market as populations age and as people want better service from healthcare and also the potential for more automation. And you talked about RFID, but other forms of connecting devices together into personal area networks or local networks save an awful lot of labour costs in healthcare systems, especially in the West. Was that something that you thought actually could have potential in the market? Yes, I, I just think it's a matter of time before um, these health products um, start to get launched, sort of blood pressures that alert your doctor and maybe uh, talk to your iPhone and give you some advice on some health tips. A lot of the products that I saw were very consumer-based, obviously, perhaps linking to your Wii and to do health regimes. Um, but I think um, behind it, there's going to be a real explosion. I guess we've been held back a little bit by the recession and a lot of uh, cutbacks in the health sector that's prevented some of this coming out sooner rather than later. But I suspect, um, you're right, 2012 will see quite an explosion of health products that are, as I said before, relentlessly connected either to your own personal device, or as you said, to personal networks, or better still, into your um, doctor and their surgery to be able to give you personalised advice on your current health status. And of course, that does also require very robust connections to the internet to be reliable. Indeed, I suspect that's probably one of the reasons why they've not launched them earlier. And the same for, indeed, for some of the um, car technology that I saw. It seemed to me that technology was looking for new places to exist, new carriers. So we were seeing things like uh, furniture that had technology, appliances that had technology. But I think car, uh, the car manufacturers have finally caught on to the idea that um, they can break the development life cycle from the development of new models, which takes typically up to seven years, to development of new technology, which can take as quick as seven months. And in the past, car manufacturers have always carried that same life cycle, and which is why technology in cars, compared to what we have on our devices, looks fairly primitive. But now a lot of the manufacturers are looking to use technology as extra upgrade options moving forward. And I think very soon you'll expect your car to have a very good, fast, reliable connection to the internet and to be able to provide you all sorts of data whilst you're travelling along about the, the road conditions, the maps um, for navigation, but also to give you advice about the engine management system um, and uh, also to perhaps carry around a personal cloud, sync your contacts, sync your favourite music. There were two or three fairly impressive vendors offering that type of, type of technology this year. And with the car manufacturers, they've tended to want to develop their own systems and their own 
technology. And that's why in, in areas such as satellite navigation, uh, quite often the upgrades become prohibitively expensive in the field because you have to go back to the original manufacturer that supplied the car. Uh, with technology companies trying to see or trying to find a, a gap in the market, trying to open up the automotive market, are we seeing a little bit more openness? A few years ago, Microsoft had a big partnership with Fiat that was on display at CES. Are we seeing anything else like that where they're going out to the tech industry and saying, well, rather than trying to reinvent all this ourselves, we'll bring in the best of breed from the existing consumer electronics manufacturers from the tech manufacturers put that into our cars and then that becomes a an additional perhaps a luxury item or, or a nice to have that customers can order from us i don't think we're quite there yet i saw tom tom had done a deal this time with fiat so they they seem to have got the satellite uh, navigation products built into the fiat um I think the manufacturers are still protecting their technology but it won't be long before they have to buy white labeled products from these really interesting and innovative um, west coast companies as well i think gm uh, general motors definitely started to do that um, but uh, we'll look to see whether the um, german manufacturers follow suit with cars potentially gathering and transmitting information all the time that raises privacy issues and i couldn't possibly speak to somebody who's an officer of a law firm without raising security and privacy was there anything that you saw at ces that you would consider either to be a privacy risk or security risk or indeed something that could help with solving some of those very real day-to-day -day problems both for consumers and business? I think the theme of relentless connectivity will throw up the inevitable security um, concerns. As always with these products, the connectivity solutions move much quicker than the um, security and usually security doesn't get considered at the very start of the design. That said, I think the consumer electronics industry is beginning to recognise that if they want their products to enter a business-to-business -business regime, that they're going to have to begin to consider security more seriously. And there's a lot of products that were offering encryption, claiming to be secure. In fact, they all have that in their tagline in one way or another. But you need to get really under the bonnet to work out whether that is indeed the case. Well, Paul Carris from Eversheds, thank you very much. Thank you. For more from The Colonel, do be sure to visit our website, www.colonelmag.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Colonel Mag, and sign up to our newsletter, The Nutshell. Thank you for listening.